Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Good Monday morning to you. Oh, baby. Well, it warmed up. It's above zero, but uh, that 10 inches of snow is... I mean, they can't decide. Let's see. We're going to snow on you. We're going to freeze you out. We're going to snow on you. We're going to freeze you out. We're going to snow on you. I guess welcome to Alaska. This is just this is just how it's going to be. Well, it is what it is today, but we are ready to go and get you uh, to get you through the day to give you all the information that's fit to print and to uh, get you squared away for the remainder of the day. Welcome to the program, and thanks for coming in this morning. It is, uh... (laughs) oh man, I just, I got to tell you, it was a beautiful weekend, beautiful weekend uh, here at the old radio ranch, and uh, just enjoyed a little downtime, and uh, got things ready to go, and then uh, the, uh, the snow began, on Sunday, mid Sunday, mid yesterday, sometime, and uh, it just got it just got deeper and deeper. Uh, still twenty six below in Fairbanks, says Debbie, uh, but currently about two degrees um, here in uh, in Wasilla. And of course, <clears throat> Anchorage has closed their schools today to in person learning. They're doing remote learning today because uh, they got like uh, between eight and fourteen inches across the city. And uh, still, still coming down in some areas out there. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's winter. It's uh, it's it's a winter time. Winter time. What's on the program for today? Well, let's uh, let's get into it. So first and foremost, in hour one, we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on up north in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. We are. Um, well, <clears throat> I'll be honest with you, ever since leaving Fairbanks, I have not uh, been paying as close attention to the stuff that's going on up there uh, because, I mean, I was hip deep in it when I lived up there, right? I mean, I was on the assembly. I did uh, I did all that stuff <clears throat> and paid close attention. I, I still am a property owner for the borough, but I just have not been, I got a lot of other things going on. Luckily, folks keep me in the loop on this. And uh, we heard all about the the meeting that's happening. Um, there's going to be a joint work session of the borough school board tonight at 6 p.m., where I'm sure they're going to talk about <clears throat> they're going to take uh, they're going to you know spend more money on lobbyists. So they're going to spend public money on lobbyists to go down and lobby for more public money for the from the legislature. I could see it. I could see it already. And now there's also going to be on Thursday, the borough assembly is now holding a special session 
on an ordinance that they want to stuff into a special election. And this is to essentially bust the tax cap, the tax cap that's been in place for 30 plus years in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. And by conservative estimates, <clears throat> has kept the size and scope of the borough government uh, down and probably saved local borough taxpayers a quarter, probably a quarter of a billion dollars over the course of the last 30 years. Uh, it has kept the size and scope of borough government from growing. Um, and right now, uh, they're talking about increasing it by over a million dollars. Now, of course, they want you to know that they're going to increase education funding with this money. That's the whole point. Remember, this is all about the children. Unfortunately, that's not how the Alaska Constitution works. The Constitution strictly prohibits the dedication of funds. So they may have the best of intentions, the absolute uh, gold-plated best of intentions of making sure that this money goes straight to education funding, but that's, again, not how it works. There are no dedicated funds. So this money will be available to be spent in any way that they see fit, period. So uh, on top of that, it would also permanently increase uh, it would alter the tax cap in subsequent years, and it's coming up for it's coming up for a uh, uh, it's coming up for renewal this next year. Now, here's the thing: they couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to put on a modified tax cap. They couldn't wait to do. No, they need a special election to get it done on April the thirtieth, which <clears throat> I mean, I have never seen government move so fast in my life. They, I mean, here it is, the end of January. They want to see it on the ballot in less than, in like 90 days. And they want to get it all done, of course, before the end of the school, you know, before the end of the school year and everything else. And, and, it, but, but the fact that they want to bust the tax cap in Fairbanks, which is kind of just a perennial, it's been there forever thing. Uh, holding back the size and scope of government is just astonishing, quite honestly. It's astonishing. It's brazen. It's bold. It is <clears throat> insane. Uh, and so we're going to be talking about that with uh, Tammy Wilson here in just a moment. She's going to be joining us and talking with us about that. Um, and we will see what... Uh, We'll see what she has to say here uh, on this, and get get a full get a full rundown on her, and uh, and see what uh, how she's you know what her thoughts are, where she's going, what's happening, and we will go from there. Uh, before we do that, though, we're going to be joined by uh, Craig Campo, who's going to come in and tell us about um, my friend Albert, who is uh, Albert. Uh, who is a, a tanner, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, up in Fairbanks. Al has done a lot uh, for the community and uh, and uh, and just he's just a good guy. And unfortunately, um, he is his his business, the Fairbanks Fur Tannery, uh, burned down uh, at the beginning of the winter. 
And uh, so he's really struggling and, and we're working on right now, they're throwing a fundraiser for him. And we're going to talk to Craig about that here in uh, just a few minutes. Coming up, <clears throat> excuse me, later on in the uh, coming up later on in the uh, program as well, we'll cover some of the other headlines, including uh, some of the new bills uh, that are coming out. Uh, the fact that the, the for those of you who are huge fans of Donald Trump, um, you don't have to worry about him not appearing on the ballot. James Brooks over at the Alaska Beacon uh, talks about the decision from Friday. U.S. District Court Judge Joshua Kindred dismissed a lawsuit that sought to block uh, the Republican candidate from appearing on the ballots this fall. Uh, He cited technical flaws with the lawsuit and concluded that if it failed to uh, state a proper claim, failed to demonstrate that the court had jurisdiction and concluded that the plaintiff's claims are unsupported by a cognizable legal theory. Cog- I That's the first time I've ever uttered that word. Cognizable uh, legal theory. Uh, the plaintiff is John Anthony Castro, who is a long shot presidential candidate Recently accused of filing false tax returns. It doesn't sound like this guy is like hugely above board. Castro has filed dozens of similar federal lawsuits across the country. 35 states have seen uh, Trump's uh, candidacy challenged by Castro or other plaintiffs, uh, plaintiffs. But most of those challenges have either failed or have not yet been decided. Uh, Colorado, the state Supreme Court, ruled that Trump had violated the insurrection clause and ruled <clears throat> came from the... Uh, And its ruling to bar him from the ballot came from a state court challenge. Maine also disqualified his candidacy with a decision by its secretary of state. Both of those decisions have been appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. No challenges have been filed in Alaska state courts against his qualifications. And Castro's suit was the only one in the Alaska federal court system. And uh, again, Kindred cited all the technical flaws with Castro's filing. Uh, and so, um, apparently he's going to appear on the ballot. There you go. So everybody, you know, you guys can rejoice. Everybody gets a choice. Everybody gets a choice at this point. So that's going to be good stuff. Um, we've got the full rundown of every bill. James Brooks also did an amazing job. I mean, this would take a full hour to go through every bill, which we might do in part over the next couple days. That has currently been filed in the legislature with a short summary, uh, James Brooks over at the Alaska Beacon. And I'm going to go ahead and drop a link to that in the chat room for folks to uh, uh, take a look at. And uh, and if they want to read through it as they go through, they could see it there. I've just put the link in the chat room there as well to discuss that. We'll also be doing a little bit of... Um, Doom, doom to doom, doom. We've got, we've got it. We've got a new version. This is this is one of our our new features that we're doing for the year. Um, and they're mostly going to subsist of people who are out on the street and uh, how. I mean, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but it's basically we're doomed as a society. I mean, based on. Based on the reactions and the answers that we're getting, mostly from college students, that's what blows my mind. These are college students. Uh, we'll have uh, we'll have some discussions on that and uh, talk about that here uh, in just a little bit as well. What else did I? I had one more thing that I'm trying to. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Alaska Airlines. They've uh, 
They've started again. Uh, they're flying the convertibles again. Uh, they've begun flying the Boeing, Boeing 737 MAX 9 jetliners again for the first time since they were grounded after that panel flew off the side of the uh, airplane. The airline said in a statement that they have completed their final inspection of their group of the aircraft. They resumed flying the MAX 9 with a flight from Seattle to San Diego on Friday afternoon. Uh, last Wednesday, the FAA approved the inspection and maintenance process that Alaska Airlines was using to return the planes to flying, and they immediately begun inspe began inspections that night, and uh, they are ready to go. So it's there. There you go. They're all ready to you pack a pack a lunch, pack a parachute, pack a lunch and a parachute. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're gonna, they're, they're flying them up again, which I mean, both Alaska and United, uh, were <clears throat> struggling, uh, because a big majority of their fleet are made up of these Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes and, uh, they were having a hard time. Let's just put it that way. So anyway, if you're traveling, good, good to know, good to know. All right, we're coming up on the break, so we're going to, uh, come up this, come up to this, and then Craig Campo is going to join us on the other side. And we will talk with him about the, where is it right here, the fundraiser for our friend. It's the Beast Feast, the Beast Feast, to help Al Barrett after his devastating fire that destroyed the Fairbanks Fur Tannery. We'll talk about that with Craig Campo here in just a moment. The Michael Luke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based. Free Thinking Radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, uh, let's get to it here. What do we got going on? I see Craig Campo is in the green room eating all of my virtual donuts and drinking all my virtual coffee, which have no calories, by the way. That's the benefit of it. Being virtual donuts, they don't, they don't. Of course, they don't have much taste either, but, you know, that's okay. That's okay. We're going to get to uh, Craig here in just one second. Um, <clears throat> can you do the Doom segment in the voice of the Swedish Doom Goblin? Well, I'm going to have to Google that now. The Swedish Doom Goblin. Doom, da doom, doom. We're doomed. Um, we'll get to that here in just a second. Um Let's see. If Don doesn't manage to prevail, the best hire a competent VP. Um, okay. Um, I'm 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 scrolling backwards here to see some of the comments. Duplicity, shenanigans, double dealing. In other words, politics as usual. Yes, yes, that's exactly that's exactly what's going on. Um, must be nice to get fresh snow. I have a ton of frozen landmines in my yard. Oh man, there is so much fresh snow. I would ship it down to you by the bucket load right now if I could, Bill. It's just that good. All right. I think we are, <clears throat> um, 
Neither do I, says Brian. He also does not have any taste, just like the virtual donuts. All right, let's uh, let's get over here to StreamYard uh, to the uh, green room and see if we can get Craig Campo on board, and we'll see what uh, he's got going on. Uh, there he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Craig Campo. <laughs> How are you, my friend? How are things going? I'm well, Michael. How are you? You know, it's another beautiful day. At least it's not 26 below where I'm at. That's all I could say right now. Uh, you don't I'm, miss that, huh? Man, I tell you what, I'm Alaskan, but I apparently am just not that Alaskan. I just do not revel in the 30 and 40 below. When I was younger, I did. I was like, ah, it's 40 below. We can do it. And now I'm just like, why did I ever waste energy on that? I mean, it's when it hits 10 below up here, I'm like, oh, burr. Okay, I'm just going to, you know. Uh, but no, I'm I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, but everything good. For, everything good with you? Yeah, yeah. Business is good. Family's good. Things are good up here. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. This weather, you know, I always tell people the best thing about these cold snaps is Fairbanks will never be more than a hundred thousand people, and I like that. Uh, no, you know, it, it's just going to keep them out. That la that 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 couple blasts of forty below. You know, it's uh, yeah. It's, it's a great, well, it's a great thing. <laughs> I figured, I figured on average, Craig, I did my time where I lived. It was consistently almost 10 below colder than anywhere else. Oh, yeah. the, you know, so, I mean, like I, I always tell the story that that last winter before we left Fairbanks and moved down to the Matsu, that last winter, it was 57 below or colder for three weeks solid that winter. And I was like, I, I just looked at Terry. I looked at Terry and I said, I'm done. I'm just done. Yeah. You know, waking up every night, putting your hand on the heat register, make sure the furnace is still running, you know, oh, going yeah. out and firing up the cars an hour and a half early to get them to, you know, I mean, it was just, it was nuts. It was just nutty. Yeah. So we're pretty crazy. Yeah. But I do, you know, I love getting back to Fairbanks. I get back to Fairbanks three, four times a year and I'm there just long enough to get my fix of the people that I miss. And then I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I left this place. Cause it's cold and frozen. So then I moved, <laughs> come back down to the banana belt down here in the, uh, in the deal. All right. Well, we are ready to, uh, we're ready to go here and talk a little bit about Al. And I'd like to talk, you know, a little bit about what Al's done because Al is kind of the quiet, <laughs> unassuming but passionate guy. He, uh, you know, he does a lot of things and I think people, you know, they may not recognize the name, but he's behind the scenes doing a lot of things, pulling for hunters and fishers and, and, uh, you know, subsistence type users and just outdoorsmen and women, uh, across the state. And I think it would be good to get a little bit of that. And then we'll talk about the uh, fundraiser itself. Okay. Yeah. You know, Al is, you know, I tell everybody, uh, if you've ever pulled that means what, we're going to that means we're going to rejoin the radio here that ding means that we're going to rejoin the radio so hold the line for just a second Craig sure. I will be right back to you Craig Campo is our guest we're going to continue with him here in just a second please like share subscribe ring the bell do all the stuff that we need to do let's get thing only 7 people have liked the show what the hell's the matter with you people all right we're going to be back here we go the Michael Duke show common sense radio let's do it Public enema number one. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, enemy. Public enemy number one, which uh, makes more sense. On the other hand, he's a little bit of a pain in the uh, Michael Duke show. I am not. I'm a perfect angel. 
I've never offended anyone anywhere. You can't prove it. Show me on this doll where I hurt you. That's what I where my my radio show has hurt you. Uh, we're jumping into it right now. Craig Campo, uh, who is a uh, icon in the Fairbanks area, um, <laughs> madman, uh, who uh, who uh, has done a lot for the community and comes around. He's here today to talk with us about a mutual friend, Al Barrett, who is uh, um, who is again kind of. Behind the scenes, Craig may be the face of a lot of crazy stuff that happens at Fairbanks, but Al is a guy that has been working hard over the last 25 years. He is a, I know he's been listening to the show. He and I have been talking on the air for 25 years almost about various things. And he's an avid sportsman and a conservationist. He wants to, uh, you know, wants to make sure that everybody gets their chance at experiencing the great outdoors and going out and hunting and fishing and doing all those things. And he's faced some trouble. So let's uh, talk with Craig Campo a little bit here. Craig, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Michael. Yeah, uh, Al Barrett is, um, you know, if any Alaskan or even out-of-stater that's ever pulled a trigger, uh, cast a line, they owe a debt of great of thanks to Al Barrett. You know, Al's on the board of game, probably, and we follow the board of game close, our Laundry House Gang Group, the best board of game member we've ever had. Uh, dedicated. He's on all the ACs. He Right now he's in Kotzebue at a board of game meeting. He goes to working groups sheep working groups bison working groups he he has just committed his life to helping people get the best harvest opportunity they can um and of course he, he he's run the fairbanks fur tannery uh in fairbanks which uh, you mentioned earlier just burned to the ground in december um devastating loss for yeah. al he lost everything um and so I tell people, boy, if you can't reach out and help this guy, you're not a real Alaskan. Uh, this guy is uh, committed. He's 100% committed to the cause. Yeah, no, Al has been involved in many of these things for many, many years. Like I said, we've had him as a guest on the program. We, he's been a caller. He's been a listener. He is totally engaged in everything um, that uh, that is, you know, like you said, if you've, if you've pulled a trigger or cast a fishing line in somewhere, he's a guy who's been fighting for these things for years. And quite honestly, you know, again, the tannery was was uh, your one-stop shop there for anything in regards to, uh, you know, leather making and tannering and, and things like that for your hides and, and everything. And unfortunately, I mean, he was all in on this thing. And uh, now it's burned down and uh, – He's struggling. He's struggling. And it's and he's given to us for so much. Now would be a great time to uh, to give back a little bit. Well, that's right. And uh, I think we're all obligated to do that. And there's several ways to do that. Um, as you mentioned, we're going to have a, a fundraiser at our shop. on. It's going to be February 18th. Uh, it's the Sunday before President's Day. Uh, it's going to be a compost at 4122 Boat Street. Uh, we're going to have a, a lot of auction. We've already, people have called me and said, what can I give? What can I do for this? We're going to have a bunch of auction items. They're going to be listed on the Alaska Outdoor Council website initially. And then any of the units that don't sell, we'll have it the, uh, at the at our Beast Feast. Um, the event is going to be a Beast Feast where you, you bring your favorite uh, wild game dish. Uh, we've got Virgil Umpenauer up here from the... Uh, 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 Interior Alaska Fish is going to provide a bunch of food. We're going to have moose chili, muschetti. We're going to have all kinds of good stuff. Um, and we're going to just just try and raise money for this guy, try and get his feet back on the ground. You know, you don't you don't go and buy some of these trapping uh, t- 
tools, wheels, and all these, you know, tanning supplies. You don't buy them on Amazon. And they've shut down so much trapping in the States. Uh, you have to look around for places they've mothballed because some of this stuff, it's really difficult to find. And, right. And Alan almost was, almost you know, irreplaceable. Some of this stuff is almost irreplaceable. Like you said, people have taken such yeah. a dim view of trapping and tanning and uh, and leatherworking and making those kind of things. I mean, it's... It's definitely, uh, you know, it's it's almost a lost art. And so a lot of the equipment that he lost is probably close to irreplaceable. So he's going to have to try and figure out how to make that happen. That's exactly right, Mike. And, and so we want to help with that. So whatever we can do, we're, we're having, we've got Dave Pruz up here, who's the mayor, of course, and also a realtor. He's looking for a facility for Al to, to move back into. Um, uh, he, Al's looking for some of this equipment we talked about, but that takes money. And again, here's a guy who literally put him his business behind the cause consistently. He, you know, he has consistently gone to these meetings and sacrificed um, the business. You know, he's just always put himself in second place. And it's time we put Al up front and we can do that with this fundraiser. You can also donate the easiest way. If you can't make it to the fundraiser, you can go to alaskaoutdoorcouncil.org and hit the donate button it goes right to al's picture and you can donate 20 50 100 000, whatever you can do we really need to help this guy i mean honest to god this guy he's a walking codified he knows the law but more than that in his heart he's passionate about this and just making sure everybody has a harvest opportunity um he, he's just a really great guy and we it's it's time we we uh we got up to the plate and took a swing for al so yeah, I'm posting up the link right now uh, or the page, the the banner that you sent out uh, for Al uh, up there here uh, on the Facebook page right now. If folks want to figure it out, they don't have to attend. I mean, it would be fun to attend, uh, but uh, but it's not necessary. And again, all they have to do is go to alaskaoutdoorcouncil.org and they can uh, give money there. I mean, $10, $20, $50, $100, whatever it is, every little bit helps. This is what Alaskans are supposed to do, right? I mean, we come together when there's a crisis or something like this. We come together to help each other out, and that's uh, that's what it's all about in the long run is helping each other out. And he's done a lot to help us, so here's the opportunity to uh, here's the opportunity to give back and help him. That's right. And starting in February, the listeners can go to that alaskaoutdoorcouncil.org page, bid on some of these fantastic items. We got Joe Maddie at the Alaska Fur donated a, a survival kit, which is a nice pair of beaver gloves, beaver hat, beaver ruff. Uh, we've got uh, Talon Air down there out of Soldotna, who's donated a fishing trip for four into Crescent Lake, one of my favorite places to go. I go every year, I fly in. Uh, we've got guns, we've got um, just all kinds of good stuff going to be donated. You can do a buy it, buy it now price online, or you can uh, come to the auction and bid on it if it's still around. So, and also Mike, kind of fun. We're trying to get a tree hugger, a dunk tank. We're actually going to put a national park service ranger uh, character <laughs> in the dunk tank at the shop. If we can get it under our overhead doors, we're going to have a, a tree, a park service ranger dunk tank where you can throw a ball and dunk a park ranger. I think that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> I love it. I think that would be an absolute uh, that would be an absolute blast. And of course, all to give back and help out Al, who uh, who again has done a lot. And I think a, I, that the thing is is that I can't I can't oversell how much um, Al has done because I mean it's just there's a lot of things that I think most people just don't know uh, what he's uh, what he's been a par part of um, for the last uh, you know. 
25, 30 years in this, uh, in, in the Fairbanks community. Can you hear me, Craig? Yeah. I yeah, mean, I'm two sorry. days after the fire, I asked Al, I said, Al, what can we do? Yeah. I can, can you hear me? Yeah, Michael? I can hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm Still sorry. There? Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. I was just going to say two, the kind of guy he is two days after the fire, we went down and said, what can we do? Al, he goes, uh, don't worry about it right now. He says, I got to go to a bison uh, working group meeting here. I mean, that's, He's focused on the public and the and the cause, and I mean, a devastating fire, and and here he is just focused on a bison working group. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's um, he's that kind of guy. So yeah, we don't drive pe- by people when their cars are broke down at forty below, and and we don't uh, abandon our friends uh, who do everything for us uh, when they have a devastating fire. So uh, appreciate all the help. If you if you have an item to donate, you can email or call me, but Craig at compos.com. That's C-O-M-P-E-A-U-S dot com. I uh, would love to get items. Uh, of, you know, we're trying to get something of decent value there, so we don't have to do a ton of them. But, but uh, we're, it's all volunteers, and we really want to help this guy, Mike. Yep. So they're currently looking for three different, you know, three different levels of auction items in the five hundred dollar, the thousand dollar, or the twenty five hundred dollar range. If you have something, you know, maybe sitting around in your garage or your closet that you want to get rid of, uh, and you want to donate it to a good cause, now's the time to do it. Um, and of course the big, the big dinner is going to be February 18th, Sunday, February 18th from three to 7 PM over at Compos, which is on boat street, which is right next door to Al. I mean, he was a neighbor, um, yeah. uh, in the old tannery there and, uh, their suggested donation to, uh, to help him out and get in the door is a hundred bucks, uh, if you want to help out, but even if you've only got 20 or 30 or 50 or hundred or whatever it is, you can always go without, without going to the, you don't have to go to the fundraiser. You don't have to go. You just go to alaskaoutdoorcouncil.org and they've got it right there on the top of their page where it says support Al Barrett. Uh, I just went and looked at the page while we were doing it to get the link there. And, uh, they would, they would be happy to do that. Or if you have something you want to donate for the auctions, Craig at compos.com would be the place to, uh, would be the place to go. Um, and if folks want to find out more, they just call you Craig or send you an email or what do they do? Yeah. Yeah. They can call 907-388-2541 or just, uh, email me if you can't get through, uh, to Craig at compos.com. We'll, we'll get, uh, we'll make arrangements to get the product. We'll get it posted on the website. Um, and, uh, and they'll feel a lot better the next time they uh, pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Craig, uh, we'll do it. AlaskaOutdoorCouncil.org. If you want to go directly to, uh, to to donate, or you can go and send an email to Craig at Craig at Compos.com uh, to get it done as well. Uh, before I let you go, Craig, anything, I know you're always got some kind of crazy thing uh, percolating in the wind. Anything that we should be looking out for? New music, new songs, new videos, new reality shows that you're going to be a I- part of? I've got a new Biden song I'll have to send you. I like, you know, I do the alaskansongs.com. I, I have the music, the musical parodies. I always, you can listen to them for free or you can buy them for a buck or something. But you, the main thing there is uh, it's just a lot of fun. We poke fun at the feds and the, the liberal uh, politicians and have a lot of fun. We've done everything from Berkowitz songs to uh, Joe Biden songs and uh, just have a lot of fun with it. The, the hot one right now is called uh, Average Fairbanks Winter. And uh, it's an old one that Roger McGill sang, but it's great. I'll send it to you. It's, it talks about living in 40 below. It's a lot of fun. 
I've done I've done that. The warden done give me my parole. I, I did my forty five years, and the warden paroled me, so I felt like I could. Uh, <laughs> Good for you. I could get I'm out of there. I'm heading for Mexico next week for a little while, so uh, I got to get out of here. I got out. They let me out on good behavior. That's what the whole thing was <laughs> yeah. at. They let me out. So, yeah. all right, Craig. Well, again, uh, AlaskaOutdoorCouncil.org. If you want to donate directly for Al Barrett's fundraiser, otherwise, it will be February the eighteenth, Sunday. From 3 to 7 p.m. at Compos down on Boat Street. You could send Craig an email if you want to help out, either volunteer time or if you got some uh, yep. you got some auction items or something that you want to clean out your garage with, maybe a gun or a, a, a boat or a canoe or something that you want to donate. Uh, Craig at Compos.com. And your phone number one more time, Craig. Yeah, it's 907-388-2541, Mike. All right. Well, thank you, my friend. I sure appreciate uh, I sure appreciate you coming on board, and thanks for helping Al out. And uh, I haven't spoken to Al in a while, so tell him uh, my thoughts are with him, and we'll do whatever we can to help raise awareness and get him uh, get him squared away. And thanks for what you do, Mike. It's a big help. It really is. All right. Well, I appreciate it, sir. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on board today, Craig yep. Com- Craig Campo, our guest uh, here on the program today. Uh, getting things uh, squared away and ready to go. All right. Well, that brings us up to, wow, we came right up to the next break. Look at how that timing. That's like I are a radio professional or something. Yeah, I know. It's, it surprises me as well. All right. We're going to come back. We got more. Uh, some of the stories that are going on around the state and the doomed segment. Doom, doom, doom. Just because I I can't help it, man. I just cannot help it. I gotta, I gotta talk about it because I'm just so astonished. We'll have more in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Back with more right after this. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, where can we find the songs that he talked about? That would be at alaskasongs.com. Is that right? That was. I think that's what he said. Am I? Uh, am I right? Am I no Alaskan songs, alaskansongs.com. Um, I'm looking, I'm trying to get to try to get the, the whole thing to pop up. Uh, music to make you laugh. There we go. Uh, yep, it's alaskansongs.com. <clears throat> you can go listen to the uh, whoa, you can go listen to the songs there. I broke, I think I broke the internet. Whoa. Broke the internet there for a second. Alaskansongs.com. There you go. Uh, You can go read, you can go see all the stuff that he's got uh, there as well. So I don't know what I just did, but I just broke something hard. Like, there you go. 
Um, and yes, uh, uh, who was it? I think it was uh, Barbara that said, can someone just donate money? Yes, you can just donate money. All you got to do is go to alaskaoutdoorcouncil.org and you can, which the link is in the chat room there. That's all you got to do. You just got to go there and uh, you can donate, uh, you know, a few bucks, 20, 30, 50, 100 bucks, whatever it is to help out Al. There you go. And uh, just uh, get it done. Um, and if you want those songs from Craig, uh, uh, you're fading away, says Brian. Yeah, I killed a bunch of stuff there all of a sudden because, woof, man, uh, things got things got nasty for a second. I was looking up Craig's site, and all of a sudden, it sucked all the internet in the world right out of my right out of my system there. <clears throat> Just imagine if I didn't have the highest internet speed uh, available to us. I mean, that would be, you know, that would be astonishing. Okay. Um, I closed, I closed the windows. Hopefully, Brian, it just got better. Hopefully it just got better. I'm going to close some other stuff now that you've, now that you're making me, uh, now that you're making me worry about it, I'll go, uh, I'll go close some other stuff here and see if, uh, see if that helps. How about that? Oh, we don't need Microsoft Edge. Who cares about? I'm sorry. Nobody, nobody needs that. Nobody needs that or that. <clears throat> Don't need that either. Uh, I'm just killing a few things while we're here because, uh, I mean, again, nobody needs any of that stuff. Okay. I fixed it. it. <clears throat> Look, you can see my pores. Um, all right. Well, we're ready to go. <laughs> you might need to switch to Starlink. Coming in clear. I'm coming in clear. <clears throat> is it clear or is it clear as sill? That's my question. Is it clear? <sighs> Foot of snow Monday. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, I'm not even going to drive into town today. Are you kidding me? I mean, I've got 10 inches of snow in my... I mean, I probably could make it out, but... I'd be pushing snow all the way out to the road. I mean, from the road, the main road from where I'm at, because there's no snow plows and there's 10 inches of snow here. It is nasty. It is nasty. I mean, this started coming down hard yesterday, and here is where we're at. Man. Um, what else should we talk about here? Um, should we talk about the president's uh the president's uh delaying all export gas terminals? Yeah, it's a national thing, but boy, I'll tell you what, it just irritates me. They're just, <clears throat> it's, it's just so irritating. It's just this idea that somehow we can, uh, we can virtue signal ourselves into, we can virtue signal ourselves into, uh, in, into sainthood or something. It's just, it's astonishing. Uh, Tammy Wilson is coming on board um, here in just a few moments. Let me make sure that I got... Uh, okay. I'm just, I'm putting stuff in here. Okay, here we go. Uh, nope, nope, other one. I cannot talk and type uh, at the same time uh, in... 
your email. Okay, gotcha. There you go. We're all good. You need to check out those songs. They are great. Craig does a great job. He does a great job um, with uh, with those songs. He's got a bunch of stuff, and all those songs are hysterical. I can't play them or pull them up because it would crash the whole system at this point, but we'll see what happens. All right, <clears throat> here we go. We're jumping back into it. 15 seconds. Like, share, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the things. I don't know why I'm talking with my hands, but that's what we're going to do. Do it. Do it now. 14 of you now have liked the show. Thank you. That's, that's nice of you. Okay, welcome back to the program, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Tammy Wilson will be joining us in hour two. She'll be coming on board to talk with us about the latest ordinance in front of the Fairbanks North Star Borough Assembly, where they are trying to rush to the ballot a special election where they get to override the Fairbanks tax cap. Now, of course, they're doing it for the children, okay? Because it's for the children, right? We're going to take this extra million dollars and we're going to, we, 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 we're going to give it to the children. Except for that's not how it works. The Constitution does not allow for dedicated funds. And so they could spend it on any damn thing they want. I mean, that's just how it is. Oh, man. Does this make your head explode? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Um, all right. <clears throat> so um, I love this. Uh, I just love this whole commentary. Uh, Claire Strempel over at the Alaska Beacons got a uh, uh, got a uh, article up talking about a new bill, which is proposing to make small changes to the Alaska Reads Act. Now, you remember the Alaska Reads Act. In fact, I have to I have to chuckle because of the way that it's written. The first sent the first paragraph sees, says it all, right? The first sentence actually says it all. Even the most ardent supporters say the Alaska Reads Act, a controversial law aimed at helping students achieve reading proficiency by the end of 3rd grade, needs to change so controversial to be to teach kids to read that is i don't think we should teach them to read they might get ideas we shouldn't teach them to read are you kidding me they might get ideas and question authority uh but the question is how or by how much is unlikely to be resolved there's a new bill from governor dunleavy that would make two changes to the reads act it would, one, direct schools to test all students three times a year, not just the students whose initial scores indicate they need improvement, um, but that all, all students. And it would allow teachers to wait until closer to the end of the year to have the final discussion about whether or not to hold back struggling students 
so that the latest testing results could be applied to the conversation. Um, from what I'm hearing, and again, none of my kids are in school anymore. I mean, I'm well beyond that phase. I mean, I, all my kids were homeschooled, so that really wasn't part of what, but I'm well beyond that. But from what I'm hearing from a lot of parents, there's not a lot of holding kids back anymore. Even kids who can't do basic, who can't read. So I don't know how much of a change that actually is, but, you know. Um, but there are two other things. Those are the two changes that Dunleavy wanted to make. There are two other things that they wanted to uh, to change. And these are the things that the educators who called in to public testimony said they need the most. So <laughs> stakeholders, they call them. They need money and time. They said, oh, they, they, they're generally supportive of the intent of the Reads Act, which I, who would say that they're not? We want kids to be able to read by the time that they're able to, by the time they're nine years old. Well, that, okay, that seems like a good idea. Your teachers, I would assume you would be supportive of teaching kids to read by nine. <clears throat> but while they're generally supportive of the intent of the act, Educators and administrators said it was a strain on already tight resources. Well, maybe you need to reprioritize. I mean, I'm just saying. The superintendent of the Lower Yukon School District said an increase in the base student allocation is crucial. You know, hey, we need to do this. Now you've got to give us more money. I mean, we're, this is something we're supposed to be doing right now. But now that you really want us to do it, now we need more money. The school district spent over a million dollars to comply with the Alaska Reads Act in year one, he said. Um, he said, while we continue to seek grants, because half of that was covered by some kind of federal grant, he said, we still face a minimum annual shortfall of at least $600,000. He said the district has already made deep cuts to, stool, to school programs to state stool programs to school programs to save money. He says, we don't have PE teachers. We don't have art teachers. We don't have music teachers. We don't have all the things that research says that really, you know, make healthy schools. Well, but shouldn't reading, writing, and arithmetic be the... What exactly... It, what the hell is going on? Right? I mean, what is going on? Oh, and then the teacher of the Stedman Elementary School in Petersburg, she went above and beyond and did the whole personalized reading plan required by law in her spare time because she knew there was just no money to do it. I just, you know, I just... This is something that they're supposed to be... This is mandated. This is constitutionally mandated. And they're acting like this is just so above and beyond everything else. Well, we couldn't possibly. And, and if we're going to and if you're going to make us do it, you need to give us more money to do it. Now, Loki Tobin, who's the chair of the Senate Education Committee, said she was quick to read the bill into the committee so that legislators can hear from interested parties and take meaningful action before the end of session. In response to the governor's bill, she said she knew the Reeds Act would need some tweaks, but that she'd hope to work on those in an annual convening of educators, parents, students, administrators, early education experts, and indigenous language experts, as the law stipulates. She says, I'm looking for more stakeholder engagement. That may, 
She's all about getting the public's input and everything else on all this stuff on this bill, but not on that final bill last year where they stuffed it down everybody's throat. Remember that? She's not not it's anyway. I, I just the the hypocrisy of this is just astonishing. All right, let's get over to the doomed segment. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I got a new segment. We call it doomed. It's tongue in cheek, like we're doomed kind of thing. And it starts with man on the street type interviews with some of the best and brightest minds in America. Most of these interviews take place on uh, uh, university campuses across the country. And this little segment, I wanted to pull it out just so that you could view and share my pain. First of all, they ask a lot of different questions, and these are all general knowledge questions. You know, like, what country is the Panama Canal in? Oh, my God. Don't ask that question. Okay? What what country is the Panama Canal in? There's a few of those. But my recent favorite is the Civil War. Here are some of the answers to the question is, who fought in the Civil War? Do you know who fought in the Civil War? You know who fought in the Civil War? Yeah. People? Yeah, you got me there. People, soldiers, you got me there. Okay, I mean, that was, you know, it was an answer, and it was correct technically, but, you know, the the next one, oh, my God, it just, it, 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 who fought in the Civil War? Do you know? Who fought in the Civil War? You talking about president-wise? No, the people, who against who? I don't know that one. I know it had to do like what with France or France and I don't know the other one. France and who? You're close. Um, France and the British are the same thing, right? Yeah. So, damn, I don't know. France and British are the same thing. Who did they fight against? Us? Yes. (laughs) Do you know who fought in the Civil War? France and British are the same thing, right? Yes. Yes, they are the same thing. Who did they fight against? Us. I mean, again, the best and the brightest that are, but this one takes the cake. This is the one that shows you exactly where all the priorities in the country are when it comes to our young people. Now, I know, I don't know how many people they have to interview to get some of these, you know, you watch a five minute video with a dozen people in it who just cannot answer a simple question. And you got to wonder, did you have to go through five people to get this person or 10 or 20 how many people do you have to go through? I mean, because I know it's for, you know, it's for the clicks, right? But you just wonder. And then you get this one. Do you know who fought in the Civil War? Um, who fought in the Civil War? Like from the president? No, like who against who? It was the Nazis versus Germany. No. Yes. No. I'm going to say yes, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. You actually just guessed that? Nah, yeah. I'm kind of smart. You didn't know that? Oh. Did they teach you that in school or what? They taught me it, but I just guessed it now, but it's like I forgot, but it's probably in the back of your head and like it came up. Yeah. How many uh, Kardashian sisters can you name? Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, um, Khloe Kardashian, Courtney Kardashian. Is that all? That's all. Yeah, that's all of them for sure. You're smart. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're, you're a genius. <laughs> I'm kind of smart. The Nazis and the Germans were fighting against each other, and I'm kind of smart. I mean, I knew that in school, but I just guessed right now. But boy, you ask her to name off the five Kardashian sisters, and boom, 
they could just. Now, again, I know, I know what you're saying, but Mike, they went through so many people to get the dumbest. But how many do you really, if a guy's going to go stand on a campus for a day, how many people can he really talk to in eight hours? Right. I mean, how many people can he talk to in eight hours? And if he ends up with eight people in a video, which is about the average of seven to eight people that he works with, how how long does that take? How many people did he really go through to get? But, hey, don't worry. They can tell us all about the Kardashians. That's the important part. But who fought in the Civil War? And I don't know why the both of those gals asked. You mean the presidents? Why would that make, why would it make you think the, pre and could you have even answered that? That's my question. Could you have even answered that? But they can tell you all about the Kardashians. Doomed. We're, we're doomed. <laughs> all right, we got to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. I mean, that last one is just, I mean, I'm so smart. She says that, right? <laughs> I'm so smart. You know who fought in the Civil War? Um, who fought in the Civil War? Like from the president? No, like who against who? It was the Nazis versus Germany. No. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. No. I'm going to say yes, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. You actually just guessed that? Nah, yeah. I'm kind of smart. You didn't know that? Uh, I'm kind of smart. They, teach you in school or what? they taught me it, but I just guessed it now. But yeah, so it's like, probably, I forgot, it probably, but. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's right in the back of your head, and like, yeah. it came up. Yeah. How many uh, Kardashian sisters can you name? Kendall Jenner. I'm kind of smart. I mean, I love this guy too, and he's like, when they get it just absolutely positively wrong, he's like, yes. France and France and, and England, they're the same thing, right? Yes, they're the same thing. Absolutely the same thing. I'm just going to keep doing these because they are just painful. And again, the worst part is when you're on campus, when they're, when they're, you're on a university campus that you know these kids are paying or somebody's paying. Maybe not them directly. Maybe it's a student. I mean, who knows? But you know they're paying at least... Thirty or forty thousand dollars a year to attend, right? I mean, at least thirty or forty thousand dollars a year to attend. She can't name who fought in the civil, and that was just one of the answers that this chick gave. She was, she was super special. Okay, she was super special. You know, one of my favorite ones is: you're traveling at sixty miles an hour. You drive for one hour. How far have you gone? And the answer was. The answer almost invariably was um, like 20 minutes, like 40 minutes. Like, how did minutes even come into this? I mean, dude, we are so boned. We are so boned at this point. These are the people that vote. They go out there and they tell you all about how they 
and uh, they've got no. <laughs> Rick says, I just tuned back into this. Welcome, Rick. Welcome. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever you want, baby, whatever you want to do. Let me let me let me reach out to Tammy here real quick. I'll I'll let you guys settle in on this one while I uh, while I call back to Tammy real quick. Can we just also say we don't actually need gravity? But that's a different thing. Like, what do you mean? By I saw someone do this. Was this a TikTok? We were watching something where someone's like, "We don't actually need gravity." We were watching this for me. Like, we actually don't need it. What do you mean that we don't need gravity? What if it was never invented? Invented by who? Sir Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton created gravity. Whoever created gravity, someone did, but we don't actually need it. There, like was, a time on, all... there was a time on Earth before gravity existed? Yes. Who, who created gravity, babe? Dan? It was Isaac well, Newton. You're right. <laughs> it was Isaac Newton. You're right. He, he invented gravity. <laughs> I'm going to keep a whole wall of nothing but doomed clips. That's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep a whole wall of them. And we're just going to, you know, we're just going to throw all that out there. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. God have mercy on your soul. Again, I know that he probably had to go through a handful of people to get to that those gems, those. Gems. But again, the question is, if you if you're going to a campus and you're going to spend a full day there, you're going to spend a full day there, and you got to interview these people, and he's asking them, you know, he's got to have a conversation with them, and he asks them like eight or nine questions. You know, you figure that's going to take a half hour, probably for each one. 20, 20 minutes maybe at the least, which means he could get three an hour. And if he goes eight hours, you know, so he's got to go through, what, 24, 30 of them before he finds the seven or eight, because that's an average. It's seven or eight different people that he shows it. So that means one in one in three, one in four is this dumb on a college campus? <laughs> We're doomed. Absolutely doomed. I just, I... That's enough internet for today. <laughs> All right. Hey, look, I see that Tammy Wilson is uh, in the green room. Uh, sounds like she's, looks like she... Sounds like, sounds and looks, looks like she's ready to go. Let's go check her audio real quick before we jump into the top of the hour and see what she has to say. Hello there, young lady. How are you? Good. How about you? You know, it's Monday. Is it working? It's working. It's working just fine. It's working good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A little bit about it. for you to say no. I have no idea. No. About <laughs> one, it's like a one second delay, but we're good. We're good to go. All right. You ready to dive into this thing with both feet? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm going to put you back into the uh, green room and we're going to jump into this. Here we go, folks. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Like and share. Subscribe. Doomed. Oh.
Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Duke Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at yada, yada, yada. You know, the MichaelDukesShow.com website around the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator and more. It is the Michael Duke Show. It's the Monday edition of the show. Welcome to it. A little bit warmer, a little bit snowier. It's one or the other these days. You either get a lot of snow or you get a little warmth, uh, but usually not. And accordingly, down here in South Central, we just got dumped on since yesterday, another 14, 15 inches. Um, apparently it's supposed to be sub-zero by tomorrow again. <laughs> yay! So, I mean, you know, yay! Winter! Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, welcome to Alaska. If you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. It'll change. That's what it's all about. Uh, hour two of the program, we're getting ready to dive into it. We're going to talk about the Fairbanks North Star Borough, uh, and we're going to talk about the latest madness. Now, you've never seen government move fast in your life, except for now. They're looking to absolutely rush a special election in April to the Fairbanks North Star Borough. Why? Because children, children, they want to they want to bust the tax cap. Now, we're about to talk with Tammy Wilson, uh, former legislator, uh, assemblywoman, the, the whole thing. She's she and I have worked pretty diligently over the course of the last 25 years to make sure that, you know, the tax cap and other things have remained in place because it's it's held back. In fact, under one estimate, it's the it's uh, it's estimated that the tax cap in Fairbanks, which has been in place for 30 years, has saved borough residents almost a quarter of a billion dollars in increases. They, we, we've reduced it, ratcheted it down and, you know, held it back by almost a quarter of a billion dollars. Over the course of 30 years. And they want to go bust it. Why? For children. Because we need to help the children. Of course, what they don't tell you, what they never say, is that the Constitution does not allow for dedicated funds. So once they get that money, they can do whatever the hell they want with it. Now, I'm sure in their heart of hearts, they really want to spend it on education. But that's this year. What happens next year? Because once you've busted it, you've busted it. You've monkeyed with it. So let's let's get the rundown here. I want to give everybody out there who's in Fairbanks or other parts of the state who have no idea. We're going to give you some background on the tax cap and everything else, and then we'll see what's happening with this. But again, they are I mean, how could I've never seen government move at the speed of light and they are attempting to move right now at the speed of light. Let's get Tammy Wilson on board here this morning to discuss it. And uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what she has to say. Good morning, Tammy. How are you? Good. How about you? Monday, snowy, thumbs up. I'm here. I'm breathing. Every day above ground's a good day, right? That's where we're at right now. 
Uh, it's uh, it's crazy. I know you guys are still cold up there. At least it's warmed up a little bit here, but it, you know it, it is what it is. Um, Tammy, I had to chuckle and chortle when I saw this uh, because you and I talked on I think Friday, and then uh, Saturday I got several emails and started looking at this, and it just really struck me. Government never moves quickly, right? Government is kind of this behemoth. It's like the Titanic. You try and turn it, and it's slowly. But right now, the folks at the borough assembly are just hell bent for election, special election to get this done. They want to get a special election on the books within the next 90 days to try and bust the tax cap, which has been here for 30 years. So first and foremost, talk about the tax cap, what it is, what, you know, give us, give us some, talk to me like I'm five, like I have no idea what's going on. Tell me about the tax cap here and what it is. So actually it's a revenue cap. We call it tax cap because it does kind of put a ceiling on it. So it's a revenue cap and based on um, how much that the borough can spend every year can only go up by a certain percentage. So within that revenue cap does not include new construction, right? Because we figure if you're going to have new construction, more families move in, you're going to need more money. It doesn't count bonding. Um, it doesn't count inflation. And so we have been told for what, over 30 years that if you have a voter's initiative, that it was good for two years and nobody can change it. Well, obviously this new assembly we have does not agree with what we've heard from our legal um, friends for many, many years. And what they're doing is they're saying that if it's for a specific service, they can go back to voters. Well, there's several things wrong with this. First of all, the voters have voted at 60% plus for years, right? Without having really any type of advertising going out there. It's just by word of mouth, people know that this is a really good thing to be able to do. You know, so we just got done getting signatures, which we have to get, right? Last August, submitted them in September to be on the ballot again this October. So it's in place right now. And it's patent up there in this ordinance, they don't then want $125,000 of our money to convince us to do what we've already told them we don't want to do. Yeah, let's, let's okay, wait a second. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here because I do want to talk about that. But I just want to point <laughs> the worst part of the whole thing. It's uh, like I just want to point this out. You've already got the you've already got the signatures. Everything's turned in. It's going to show up yep. on the October ballot. It's all good and done. They are trying to subvert the process by calling for a special election six months ahead of the seven months ahead of the of the regular election which you already have the ballot i mean if you wanted to be fair and equitable they should just take the regular tax cap and put it on the special election with the other one and see which one wins if that's what they but see they don't want to do that and like you said it's for the children we need to get this on there because it's for but you can't dedicate the funds you can't do that. That's what people don't know, right? Is you can't do that. So they're saying they're $28 million in the hole. They're blaming the governor for the additional $8 million that would come here that they didn't get. Okay. They get the $10 million and you're right. They can take the 10 million they were going to, the borough was going to give, right? And give them the same amount of money and utilize now that other $10 million now that, that frees up and grow borough government. I mean, Parks and Rec is like our biggest growth in the in the budget that we've had for years and years and so to go out and act like you're going to give more money to education when you know there is no guarantee of that 
it, it, it's just not being honest about the situation. Right. And what's the justification, Tammy, for having it to be on a special election? I mean, that's my big question here. Because again, you've already got the signatures, the regular tax cap, the regular revenue cap is already on the ballot for October. Now it's a crisis, apparently. So we have to get it on. We have to get this special election on in 90 days. What's the justification for that? It's budget time, right? They have to set the mill rate before, I think, around June 1st. It may be a little bit after June. So they're basically crying, saying that the borough can't reduce any government at all to give any extra money, you know, to the schools, even though part of the plan, I believe, is like something like I, I heard was like a new animal, you know, building, you know, control building to go in uh, about $20 million. So it's not that the borough can't cut. The borough doesn't want to cut. So the borough wants to continue to grow and they're using education funding as a reason that they need this special election. And like you said, there's no dedicated funds. There's no guarantee that this money goes to any kind of increase in education whatsoever. What this is, is literally breaking what's been there for a long time and nine people being able to make that decision for the rest of the voters when they've already come out and told them what they want. Now, the problem with this is, and here's one of the challenges, if they get it on the special election and it passes and then the people then vote in October on the regular revenue cap, what changes does this make to the long term? Because this is a fundamental long term change, right, to the overall well, yeah. cap at that point. Well, the damage has been done, right? Because so right now we have a cap that they have to do this budget underneath. They increase it by ten million. We now have a new cap, right? Because a new formulation will happen. So even if we, which I'm sure we will, that we will, you know, say yes, we want to continue with the tax cap that has now been raised by ten million dollars. So that's where that's that that's the whole thing is that they basically are resetting everything higher. So next year going into it, we'll have another increase because of all the things that lay on outside of it, which basically means all the work we've done by trying to slim down government, the bonding, you know, now that we're fixing schools before they really like need to have any kind of bonding since the state, you know, stopped, you know, paying for any of that whatsoever. And it just throws it all out the window. But I just, you know, I don't want to see us pitting up against education because that's really not what this is about. This right. is about, you know, taking voters and saying, we don't care what you do. We're glad you voted for us. But now that you voted for us, we're going to ignore everything else that you've ever done. And we're going to use your money against you to convince you to do something that we already know you don't want. So that come, that brings us to the other point, because as you said, for 30 years, the tax cap has basically passed in the Fairbanks community, in the Fairbanks North Star Borough, with very little expenditures. I mean, I think maybe over the course of years, they may have bought, you know, $1,000 a year in in advertising. or It's just a minor little, you know, reminder that this is on the cap. It was never any big ad campaign. But the borough has decided that they want to take $125,000 of taxpayer money and use it to basically promote the tax cap, the, the, this new cap buster. Uh, now they'll say that it's, well, it's, it's educational. We're, we're not, we're not advocating it's educational, but 
they're going to tell you why you need it. That's advocating. I don't I don't care what you say. That is advocating for what's going on. And one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. That's a lot of money for a 90 day, 60 or 90 day campaign. I mean, they're, they're that's that's some stuff there. Well, and they even tell you that they're going to use it to basically coerce you into voting their way. And I don't even know legally how you can do that, right? Because the whole point, I mean, I don't know how many times that we got lectured that it's not the place of the borough in any election, you know, to do anything but put education information out there. Well, that means educating on both sides, not one side. And, you know, if they think it's good, let them go raise their own funds to be able to do it. But yes, this election, this is how fast track it is. So Thursday night, they will move this ordinance forward. And it's ordinance number 2024-07. The following week, they'll discuss it. And on the 14th, they'll vote on to have the election on April 30th. You know, I mean, and it's like, okay, you're literally, you have zero money and yeah. we have 125,000. So yeah, you're, luck. you're literally talking about from zero, from zero to inception in 14 days. They're literally yes. going to, in two weeks, they're going to pull out a special election and they're going to throw it up there and just, I mean, it, 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 especially, and again, the most insulting fact of this whole thing is that the tax cap is already on the October election. It's already set. And instead of putting up a competing one or talk, you know, no, they're going to hold. And we all know that special elections benefit special interests. That's almost always statistically how it rolls, that a special election is usually only attended by those with a special vested interest in making something happen. Well, and the other people who should kind of worry, because in one of the whereas they could get this, this extra money out of property taxes, tobacco taxes, hotel motel room taxes, alcohol taxes, marijuana, marijuana products, they can raise all so they get if they get this ten million dollars in it, it may not just be property taxes that get raised. All these other things could also get raised because now they can collect more money and spend more money than they can right now. So this is not just about one group of people. This is about a whole lot of different things that can be done. But none of those right now are on the table. Why? Because they don't want to upset anybody until it gets passed. And if it gets passed, then they can add all these other things in there if they, if they so choose. I think like telling the whole story. Right. Well, and again, $10 million, you know, if you tried to soak all the taxpayer, and I'm a borough taxpayer still, I still own property in the borough. I have to pay my property taxes every year, just like everybody else. And if they're going to try and soak us for another $10 million, that's a big hit on the entire borough, $10 million uh, overall. And again, with no guarantees that that money is going to go anywhere. Now, maybe, again, maybe they have the best of intentions. And that first year, maybe it will go to education. But what happens down the road? What happens the year after that? And the year after that, where does this money go? And just think about it, $10 million a year for the next 10 years. Now you're talking about real money, real, solid, hardcore money that you, the property taxpayers, are going to be on the hook for. Well, and I love I love Section 5 because they even tell you outright, use the public funds to influence outcome of election to the extent it is required by state statute and regulation. And in order to ensure voters are fully informed about the special election called in this ordinance, 
the use of borough money, first of all, it's not borough money, it's taxpayers' money, within existing appropriations is authorized to be used to communicate information that may influence the outcome of the election. So they know. The administration will ensure the appropriate Alaska pups, so they're going to have to file with IPOC reports, are filed if borough money is used pursuant to this section. So they even admit what they're doing. Yeah, they, they know. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly which direction it's going. Tammy Wilson's our guest. We're going to continue here in just a second. Don't go anywhere. Um, we'll talk about what you can do to try and put a stop to this and what we what we need to do, What what needs to happen. And hopefully folks out there in Fairbanks are listening right now. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Tammy Wilson, our guest. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Tammy Wilson is our guest here. <laughs> you know, Tammy, I thought I left all this stuff behind. I really did. I just thought, you know, I'll leave all this stuff behind and uh, it'll all be fine. And people will, I mean, at some point I just was like, uh, I was so frustrated by the time I left Fairbanks. I'll be honest with you. I just felt like this was the, that I just wasted five years of my life. Now I know I was pretty proud of a couple of things that came out of that, but just watching what was going on with the assembly and that leftward drift and that continual move to just spend more, to spend more, to soak the taxpayers for more, to do all these special programs for things that we needed to do. Um, I just, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And especially the fact that they want to try and just ram through people should be offended just by the rapidity of what's going on here. They're going to ram this through in 14 days. They need to get it on the ballot. Now that should right. tell you something that should of, of, of anything else. If that should tell you something right now. Well, we knew they were going to come after the tax cap. I mean, the mayor has, you know, said, "Oh my gosh, we're not gonna have enough money for government this year," and told us about it last year when he tried to add seventeen million dollars at the end for capital projects that weren't even ready to go, um, whatsoever. But I'll tell you, you know, everything I have read, and if we could afford an attorney, I am pretty sure, because one, you can't dedicate funds to education, which they'll say in the whole thing, and it, everything we've ever been told is that you can't break. An or you know a citizens initiative for two years you can't adjust it you can't do anything to it so they're basically telling us that since the school district is a taxing authority the borough has to do this you know in there but where are they going to get so let's say it even passes they're saying they're 28 million dollars in the hole where is the other 18 million coming from oh i mean this is like they're just filling a gap right they're they're not even making a dent in what the school district is saying the problem is. Oh, that's just the beginning. I mean, come on, this is just step one, oh. Tammy. You know, this is just step one. Once they break it, they'll be able to break it every time, and the, and the initiative will have like no. Well, I can't say that because there are things that could be put into the initiative that would be better spelled out that could have stopped them from doing that. From my understanding, you know, some definitions and things like that. But just ignore voters. It's just crazy. I mean, and. 
I guarantee you it'll most likely be a 7-2 vote, you know, saying that, well, you know, people have a right to vote. Well, why don't they have a right to be heard on the vote they already made? Right, exactly. I mean, that's the thing, because supposedly the borough, now they're going to tell you, well, because this is a uh, because this is a uh, um, uh a citizen's initiative, it bypasses the legal decision that says the borough assembly itself can't modify the tax cap for two years. They're going to say, well, this is a citizen's initiative or this is a well, see, it's not a citizen's initiative. That's the thing. I think that's one of the sticking points. This is going to be a borough initiative. This is not a this is a ballot question. This is not something that was spearheaded and grassroots up from the public, which is what the tax cap has been for the last 30 years. This is a borough initiative. I think there may be some legal there may be some legal grounds on that. Right. And I guess, you know, we've asked around and, and it sounds like we have to wait for it to pass to see if there's other legal things, you know, that can be done. But then you've got to raise the funds for those legal fees. I mean, you're talking, you know, just regular people have been putting in. And I know one of the questions in the chat, when do people need to show up? Well, first of all, they need to start emailing like right now, you know, with the whole thing. We've already voted on this. We've already told them what we wanted. I don't know why we need to do it a second time. But the big meeting to where they'll move it forward will be the 14th. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to have people Thursday night because that's a special meeting to move it forward. Uh, but the more testimony and the more people we can keep getting in, like kind of ranked choice voting when we did it and we got them to change their mind, we've got to put things out there fast. All right. We're going to rejoin here and then we can lay out the timeline on this and we can talk about this. Tammy Wilson is our guest. <sighs> doomed. Uh, doomed. Uh, the Michael. Do I'm just. <laughs> I just, I just feel like, you know, I just want that, you know, at some point you're just like, okay, fine, do everything. We'll just wait for the whole thing to explode and then we'll see what happens. Then we'll see how you like it. Uh, here we go. The Michael Duke show, common sense radio, like, share, subscribe, ring the bell. Let's do it. Here we go. The Michael Duke show, not your daddy. Wait, sorry, not your daddy? Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. <laughs> Whew, I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show. All right, Tammy Wilson is our guest, former legislator, assemblywoman, et cetera, et cetera, all around at, uh, activist and advocate. In Fairbanks. So the question that's come up in the chat room several times is, okay, so what should we do? What do we need to do? There's a timeline on this, Tammy, as you said. The first meeting is going to be Thursday night. It's a special assembly meeting. This is what's going to, this is the, what their discussion is going to be. Now, is there, there's no public testimony for this one, is there? Yeah, you can still testify on this only, right? You can't testify on, this, on right. anything else. And this is, will be just to move it forward. So whether they give any staff report or, say anything i mean who knows but i guess i want people to don't get stuck on i mean education funding this is about 10 million dollars more to the boroughs to spend on anything they want you know so thursday night's right. testimonies barbara says at 5 30 really needs to hit on we've already spoken this has been in place you know and and again got the signatures to, to have it on the ballot in october if they don't like the tax cap that's when it should be talked about not a special election thrown at people, you know, in the middle of winter. And not expending $125,000 of the people's money 
taxpayer money to advocate for something that is not in their best interest. I mean, in my opinion, not in their best interest. We already know it's not in their yeah. best interest. They wouldn't be voting for it. Like you said, the only advertising that the Interior Taxpayer Association has done in the last few years is when they promote candidates and, and ask people to vote on the tax cap. But that's it. They put a big, you know, they put a newspaper ad in, you know, once a year, you know, once every two years to be able to do that because people know it's the only way to be able to get the borough not to go, you know, just crazy right. spending money on anything they want to. So Thursday, this Thursday, 530 this Thursday. at the borough assembly building, we should pack the chambers. If I was in Absolutely. town, I would be there 530 packing the chambers. You should be sending emails. Where do we send emails, Tammy? Assembly. Go ahead. Yeah, you go right. Just go on the go on the web page for the FNSB. You can do them individually, which I always think is better. Or you can send it to all of them. But you know, make right. sure that you're bringing up the points of why this doesn't make any sense to be able to do it right now, ever. Yeah, it's, I mean, why do the initiative? They could just break it in a special election. Yeah, it's FNSB.us. So it's assembly at FNSB.us. Uh, if you go to FNSB.us, you can get the individual email addresses of the assembly members and you can send an email to each one, uh, to each one. Um, then that's that's the meeting where they're going to decide whether to forward it to the next meeting. Now, if they get enough hue and cry, maybe they stop it. But again, you it, like you said, it's going to be a seven to two vote. I imagine this is a shoe in unless you get a bunch of people in the chamber to take a stand. And it's a sea of angry faces shaking their fists at them saying you can't do this. So let's just assume that they get it passed. Then it goes on to the 14th. So two weeks from then, it then goes right. to the main meeting, which is then when they decide and they actually take the vote to put it on the ballot. And that is on the 14th at the same time, right? Right. Right. So, well, it starts at, it starts at seven when, when they'll have testimony, the meeting starts at six, but once it's on the agenda, which it will be on the 14th, then you sign up, you know, specifically on it. Um, also in the chat, I, you know, I have that Brett sponsored it. I'm assuming he's in, he's for it. I have talked to Brett and he is not in favor of it. Um, he believes people should always get to vote, but I don't think he quite understood that we've already voted on that. And we're kind of having discussions, but he already told me he is completely against um, them going to be able to do this. Which, and I haven't had um, a chance to talk to him yet, but that was going to be my question to him. You, you, you sponsored it, but you're against it. That seems counterintuitive. So we'll see if we can, we see if we can talk to him about that in the next, uh, in the next week or so. But yeah, I mean, he is, he is against it. It's uh, which again, why would you sponsor it if you're against it? But I think people, this is one of those times when you need to go in there and pack the chambers. That, that's the only time. Yeah, absolutely. You got three brand new members, right? Who don't know that the history of the tax cap, I'm sure. Um, and so if nothing else, they need to be more educated. And I think they also need to know we're just not going to roll over and let this happen that, you know, we may not have $125,000 to do it, but if we all band together, you know, use our own social media and other ways of being able to get it out, people will get the word and be able to know. And what I find interesting is, you know, we tried to change the election from October to November and heard oh, it would cost so much money to have any election. So now we're going to have a special election on one item. That's not even necessary to be able to do because they don't want to make any choices whatsoever. Um, and, and and it all comes back to the mayor. You can blame anybody you want, but the mayor set this up a few weeks ago, starting to talk about how 
the you know the borough wasn't going to be able to give the school district any extra money whatsoever you know without any explanation on hey you know how much has a borough grown in the last few years a lot you know and i remember don't you remember when you sat there on the assembly how far away from the tax cap we were we are so far under the tax cap right right no problem whatsoever and we've heard that years and years now all of a sudden the first time is like oh my goodness we don't have any money well why don't you have any money mostly the borough is still growing or is it you know and when do you have to make i mean people are homeschooling now they're going to charter schools they're going to other alternative places and you have to shift your type of teaching your type of other things and you know that's that's one discussion but i just want people to really understand that that money is not new money going to the schools and 10 million dollars can offset what the borough was going to give, and that ten million can literally go into growing more borough government. We, we we talked about this last week that you know that education systems that the education industrial complex needs to be as responsive to the economy as any other organization or business. If if your if your base if your demand base contracts, meaning you have fewer students then you need to then contract your expenditures to match that. Uh, I mean, down in Anchorage, they've got, you know, 7,000 empty student seats for K through for, for, for primary, uh, you know, what K through six or whatever. They've got 7,000 empty seats. Um, and if it's 500 students per school, that's 14 schools that they should consider shutting down. You know, I mean, and it's supposed to and it's they're already reporting the numbers this year is another twelve hundred on top of that. So you've got over eight thousand empty student seats just in in grades one through six. Um, You have to start contracting and you can't just sure shift some of the teachers to the other schools, but you can't send extra janitors and administrative staff and everything else from schools you've closed over to. It just doesn't happen. They have to, again, be accountable and be reactionary to what's going on in the economy, just like everybody else. But it seems like this is just protectionism. We're going to protect every, you know, none of these people. These people shouldn't lose their jobs. Why? There, I mean, businesses have closed. Businesses have closed down, you know, branch locations and things like that as the economy's gotten tight. They didn't retain all their employees. That's called life. It happens. You just can't keep spending money like it's going out of style. Right. But I think, you know, but I think the important part we need to, to really drill down is that we don't want to pit education against the, the borough, right? I mean, the whole point is that, you know, the borough is the one that needs to look at what they're spending, you know, what, what is it going to, is it what people want, you know, and, you know, go out with those projects that they want. Cause this is for operating. This is not money for capital projects that comes out. We have a capital improvement program that most of those projects come out of. So this is growing operations, not growing, you know, anything else. And again, without being able to dedicate funds to anything, it's kind of like the lottery. Think about all the lotteries in all the states, right? That lottery money is going to schools. We're going to make better schools with lotteries. And if you go back and you go look into the budgets of those states, all they do is, and give Illinois, you know, if Illinois is going to give $100 million to schools and they raise $50 million in the lottery, they just decrease that amount that the state gives. That's not additional funds. And that's the same thing here. This is not additional funds 
for anything but the borough government itself. Right. They'll and offset so, it. Yeah, they'll offset it and use that $10 million to then expand the size and scope of government, which, again, is something that we don't. I mean, has anybody can you not read the room? Have you not looked at what's going on with the private economy? This is, again, part of the problem is that we have this huge disconnect at the state level from the public and the private economy. And here is an attempt by the borough to try and, and, and sublimate that and do exactly the same thing. It is try and separate it out and say, well, we need it no matter what. Again, probably with the best of intentions. I'm sure I'm sure that they probably think in their heart of hearts, this is going to be going to education and maybe it will on year one. But what about year two and year three and year five and year 10? What happens then? What happens well, then? They, well, they talked about the COVID funding and, and that's part of the problem. The COVID funding is pretty much gone. So they have grown government because all this free money has come in and they've been able to start programs and do other programs. And now guess what? Now there's no way to fund it. And I mean, I think if you look really deep into what caused this problem is because instead of using it for, yeah, because I know like they did it for the busing system, they've done it for a whole bunch of different things. One-time funding. Instead of using one-time funding for one-time expenditures, they use one-time funding to start and support ongoing expenditures or to right. replace ongoing expenditures. And now they've created the crisis all their own. Oh, my God, we're out of money. Well, yeah, it's right. because you used one-time funding to pay for ongoing expenditures and offset that and then said, we're going to go start something else with the other money. I mean, that this is exactly what happened in Anchorage, where they paid teachers' salaries with one-time expenditure money, and then the next go-around, they're like, wait, we're out of money. We need more. That's what you get. Yeah, and the same thing for the last four years. It's been money there, right? And they put it in and put it in, and now all that money... I think they've got a little bit of it left, but it's got to be like allocated, ready to go and spent by 2025. So the bulk of it, and I know the school district had a lot of it, and this is what we brought up the last three years. They were putting it into teachers, right? They'd make cuts and then put it into teachers, which I'm not saying they needed or didn't need, but they were using money that wasn't going to be there forever. And, you know, and if you look back and figure out how did we get where we're at, Sadly enough, that's where it's at. I mean, the, the, the state did the same thing, right, with all the oil money. They didn't do capital projects. We didn't build new roads. We didn't get better access. We spent it in operating. Now the money's drying up, and now we're going, oh, what do we do now? We don't have that money for the operating that we didn't have money for in the first place. Right. We've used those one-time expenditures over and over again, and now it's a crisis gasp. Like, I mean, like you couldn't see that coming. Like, I mean, they were warned. They were actually told not to the, the states when they got those COVID monies, all the various states and municipalities, they were warned. Don't. This is a one time deal. Don't use these for reoccurring costs. Use these for one time expenditures. And many, many states said no. They just said no. they just they did what they wanted to do with it. And they then all of a sudden gasp. It's a crisis like you couldn't see it coming. So. Right. And, and now to use your money against you, it's just the icing on the cake, you know, and, and that's what people need to understand is that they don't even believe in what they're doing. They're gonna, I mean, $125,000 for our borough to coerce, you know, that, that's a lot of money. That's more money than most candidates or anybody else will be able to put in and raise. Yet, hey, you know, we'll use your money against you because you're just not smart enough to figure it out with our help. I mean, exactly. 
Well, and, and what's the actual cost of the special election? We haven't even talked about that. Uh, we're going to continue here. Tammy Wilson's our guest. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Tammy Wilson, our guest here uh, on the program. I mean, that was the, I mean, this is the thing you could see coming. I mean, this is the train wreck that you could see coming when you realize that they were expending this COVID money on things that were reoccurring, you know, yeah. and, and what they do is they'd say, okay, so we're going to take the, I'll just pick a number. We're just going to take this $4 million that we were going to spend on salaries and we'll use the one-time funding for that. And then we'll take the 4 million that we were going to spend on salaries and we'll create and start new things. And we'll do this over right. here. And then what happens? Well, wait, the it's gone. And now we, now we've got 8 million and now we, oh, we're out of money. We're short and it's the governor's fault. And, you know, uh, the I mean, it's it's insane. Well, and that 125,000, like you said, doesn't even include the educational cost that's going to happen here because it, the, it it's very specific in the ordinance that that money is education purposes to, you know, tell people basically what they're going to need to be able to do to make this happen. So that's another cost of money. So. That is all leftover money, right? This is money that they're taking that was supposed to be expended somewhere else, and they're now going to use it for this election. So obviously they didn't run out of money this year. But you're right. They're blaming everybody else for their problems. Well, and how much much money is actually – I mean, that's the other thing. How much money is left – um, you know, from COVID money, how much are they still sitting on? They got a gratis period, right? Because the administration arbitrarily said, oh, okay, it won't be 2024. You got to spend the money. Now you got to encumber it by 2025 and blah, blah, blah. Gave him an extra gear. But it's like the Anchorage thing, you know, oh, we're $98 million in the hole. Well, David Boyles pointed out they've got $74 million sitting in their account right now. Much of it is COVID money. They're well beyond what their fund balance is supposed to be by statute uh, or by code. So what's going on there, you know? And uh, I mean, it's 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 astonishing. Well, and I and I do think the school district has taken most of their money down. But like I said, our big concern, and we even brought it up in the last three years, is when they continued to bring us what they were spending the COVID money on, and it was all in operating. It was to bring, you know, to to pay for teachers and aides to be there, without knowing what else they were going to be able to do you know, once that money runs out. So I, I'm not, I don't believe the school district in itself has any money left. The borough has some from capital projects that they just passed, you know, we'll just talk about an ordinance to reappropriate that money um, as well. But w- what nobody has talked about, especially in the schools, when people leave, and I ask this as a legislator, does anybody call these parents and find out where did they go? What can, you know, if they're still in town and they just chose homeschooling or, you know, some other type of, you know, private schooling. I mean, you learn by those, sadly enough, who have left and figure out, you know, where do they need to go? Homeschooling, they make over $2 million off their homeschooling program, you know, that goes within that portion of it. Is that where parents are heading? Do they need to, you know, upgrade it and, and, and make that, you know, the new model program? But 
kids don't learn or don't even want to sit in the same type of setting than you and I, you know, did because they are, it's a totally different world out there. And parents have a lot more options to homeschool. You homeschooled your kids. I don't homeschooled my kids, you know, and I can't believe all the stuff that's out there now that really help parents be able to do that. Where before it was like, I had to find all my own stuff. No, there wasn't. Right. I know you had, I mean, yeah. Now you've got, you know, idea, which is actually old hat now, things like idea and Cyberlinks, And now you got, uh, you know, uh, charter schools, Montessori pandemic pods or learning pods, teacher share programs where you paid a retired teacher to come in and teach some of the, you know, a group of kids from various households. And I mean, there's just, there's dozens of different and, and independent study. Some people are just doing it on their own and, and God love them. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. And it's happening across the country. The absenteeism rate is astonishing, too, by the way. Uh, we're going to do a show on that probably next week with Sarah Montalbano from uh, from uh, Alaska Policy Forum. Uh, the absenteeism rate around the country is in some places upwards of 40 percent. That means 40 percent of the kids are missing 10 days of school or more a year. And it's because in many cases, Sometimes the parents don't care. That happens. Other times it's because the parents are not as they're, they're, they're teaching them at home. They're doing both the regular school and they're teaching them at home. And many kids are just being pulled out and being taught on their own. And this is throwing everything into a tailspin. But we've got to acknowledge that this is where things are going. If you look at those declining enrollment numbers, you have to realize that the school districts across the country, not just here in Alaska, but across the country, are going to have to pull their horns in and and make their expenditures match the students that they have. And if you're if you've got a 20 percent, 25 percent empty seat you know, ratio of enrollment, you're going to have to reduce your expenditures by 20 or 25 percent. That's what's going to have to happen. Well, and, and you know, and and I, you know, and, and although, you know, we can talk about education all day, this really is about influencing elections. And that's what people need to understand. Yep. All right. Um we got to uh, we got to continue here. Uh, Tammy Wilson's our guest. One final segment: The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Like, share, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that stuff. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna, get, we're gonna continue the pain. The pain. All right, one final segment. Tammy Wilson is our guest. Um, I'm sorry, I just looked at a comment from Fat Ray on YouTube. He says, the people don't give a rip about what the citizens think. The people in the assembly, I think is what he's saying. They'll just adjourn the meeting and then call the people who attended domestic terrorists. I mean, that's what's happened in the past with school board meetings, right? I mean, it's, it's happened. Uh, so, Tammy, you just said something that I think is important, that in the in the end, this may is really not about education. This is about monkeying in elections. This is about election manipulation, you know, starting and creating a special election, which we don't even know how much a special election is going to cost. I'm assuming that's not even talked about in the bill. Like, how much is it going to cost the yeah, citizens? I didn't see it in the ordinance, no, yeah. but about the cost. And, but on top of that, they're going to expend a hundred plus thousand dollars on education to the public because we obviously aren't smart enough to figure it out for ourselves. And $125,000 is a lot of money in a small community to 
educate people on what's good. Which, again, I had this argument for many years when the school boards would put money up into the school bond issues. And they said, oh, it's for education. But if you read it, it was always how great it would be to get the school bonds passed, how much we needed it and how your children would benefit. It was proselyte. It was advocating for the passage of the bills. And this is going to be the same thing, which is blatantly illegal. Somebody needs to bring some uh, legal, uh, uh, you know, uh, magnification on this thing. Well, and I think the whole point is, is that, I mean, yes, we can fight this legally, but if we actually get out to vote, right, and that's been the problem, is getting out to vote, you know, we're all like, let somebody else do it, or we don't like elections, or they cheat, or whatever. Well, you know, when you don't vote, they do. And the, and the borough's going to make this all about education. What we need to make this is that we've voted year after year, every two years for what, decades, you know, that we wanted the tax cap to be in place. And we wanted the borough to abide by it. We just voted on it, you know, 18 months ago, got the signatures last year. So this is not like something that's been sitting on the shelf and we've been ignoring it. And so, you know, the assembly is all supposed to be about you, right? And what you want. Well, it's not about you or else they wouldn't have to spend $125,000 to convince you that you're wrong, that all these votes, people didn't know what they were voting for. Well, you know, when you sign the petition, You've done petition drives just like I have. That whole ordinance, what it's going to look like, is right there for everybody to read. So right. it's nothing being hidden here. Well, all I had to do is look at the fact that they are fast-tracking this thing. That in two weeks, from introduction to actual vote, they're going to, in two weeks, they're going to try and force a special election. That's all I had to see. Because to me, yeah. government never moves fast. This is not the crisis that they say it is, and they're going to try and force this through. That's an immediate red flag for me. All right, so, Tammy, let's back this up. What can people do again? Walk us through it. What What is the timeline of what's happening, and what do people need to do? So, first of all, you need to start emailing right now. I mean, if you whether you voted or you haven't voted, but all the people who signed the petition, everybody who's voted on this needs to let the assembly know that you've already told them what you want to have happen. You know, I mean, that's first and foremost. Thursday at 5.30, and it's been a long time, I think, since the assembly chambers has been filled. It's not gonna be one of these long drawn out meetings because the only thing on the agenda is going to be this one moving forward. So they have to move it forward, you know, so that's quick to start with. I'm like. Less than a week, we have found out that this is about to happen. We just also found out Thursday or Friday that they're going to do this. And then on the 14th is when, so first of all, if we have enough people and we can convince them, they can just kill this off on February 1st, on Thursday night, this Thursday night, you know, a few nights from now. If it moves forward, which we're pretty sure it's going to move more, you know, forward, then on the 14th and have discussion, you'll be able to, you'll be able to, again, tell them what you want to do, but Emails do work. I mean, you need to, we we had ranked choice voting come up and people emailed out of this world and even the sponsors of the bill went and said, no, we're not going to do it. People have spoken. So everybody out there needs to let them know. And, and like I said, base it on, it's not right for the 125000 to be spent of our money. It's not the borough money. It's our money, our taxpaying money to be able to convince us on something we've already signed to be on this October election and have voted for decades, you know, to say that there hasn't been any discussion. It's just, it's just not, you know, right. And they know that. And to come in this and pit it up against something else when there's no dedicated funds, again, 
You cannot dedicate funds. So this $10 million is growing government. It is not for one specific issue like they're wanting to make it believe, but that's how they think they can break it. And that's why they're doing that. So if you're taking notes out there and you're planning on showing up this Thursday at 530 at the borough assembly meeting, your talking point should be one. There's no need for a special election since the signatures have already been gathered for the October vote. That's already. And that current law is still in place. And secondly, the fact that they're going to try and push it through in two weeks makes no sense other than, you know, it's somebody's pushing a special agenda. And thirdly, the fact that they're going to expend $125,000 of your money, taxpayer money, to try and sway the outcome of this. They call it education, but it's going to sway the outcome of this election. Those three things should be your talking points when you write an email or if you get up there in front of the assembly this Thursday and speak to them. I mean, it's it's insulting that they're taking the vote of the people who voted 18 months ago to, to keep the tax cap going. That's been going for 30 years. They're going to they, then they're they're going to try and change it because they know better than us. This is not a citizen's initiative that they're trying to push like the tax cap is, the, the revenue cap is a citizen's initiative and always has been. This is a borough. The, the, the genesis of this is from the borough assembly. They're the ones that are pushing this. They can't change it by ordinance. So they're going to try and put it on the ballot. That's not right. That's an end run around the system, quite honestly. And they should well, not be doing it. This that means any initiative you do, I mean, here's the bigger picture. Even again, beyond this, if they can break this one, they can break any of them. And that's really the bigger picture. If we lose this on April 30th, that means sure. all the signature we get for anything, they'll find an in round, you know, they'll just go around you and use your money to win and not right. even go out there legitimately put, and talk to people. Right. You put some other citizens initiative up there that does whatever and Three months later, the assembly gets together. They decide that they want to call another special election. They expend $100,000 in citizens' funds to go out there and hold a special election, which will have a smaller turnout. Again, special elections only serve special interests, and they will serve, and the special interests will get out there and they will vote it and they will overturn it. It will destroy the citizens' initiative process. Absolutely. I mean, that, you know, for the bigger picture, that is absolutely correct. There's already a process. They know the process and they're finding a way to where, so this is just testing the waters, you know, to be able to do that. I mean, it's, it's all or nothing on this election happening on April 30th. You know, if you want to keep this sacred, where you always have that option of, of pulling back government, you, I mean, you have to tell everybody to be able to get out and vote and vote no on this, you know, and, and don't allow it to go forward. All right. So the last two minutes. So again, this Thursday, 530 at the borough assembly building. Yes. Okay. So they need to get any, and if, and if, and if we get enough people there, they may actually vote it down. Now we're not hopeful on that because there's a seven to two kind of majority in the assembly that wants to make this stuff happen. So, but if you don't show up, they will do it. So, I mean, that's their alternative. We know for sure they will. Yeah, they absolutely, they absolutely will pass it if nobody shows up. So, but if the room is packed, there's a possibility it could get, it could get denied right there on the spot. But if it does pass, then we have to come back on the 14th, Thursday, two weeks later, when they're going to actually vote to put it on the ballot on a special election. And again, no fiscal note on the on the cost of the election. Oh, that seems that seems dubious. That seems like that's uh, not fiscally responsible, Tammy. 
Right. And that 125,000, you don't know what's going to go into what except to coerce your vote. And they say that in there. So, you know, if you go back and look at what we're saying today, you can go and look right at the ordinance and it's written in there what they're going to use that money for. Read that that section real quickly. Read that section again. Section five. Read what it says. Oh, kind of fun again. Um, but it says to, to, to literally to influence your you know vote, even though they make it sound like you can't even. Um, here we go. Use of public funds to influence outcome of an election to the extent it is required by the state statute in order to ensure voters are fully informed about the special election called for this ordinance. The use of borrowed money within existing appropriations is authorized to be used to communicate information that may influence the outcome of the election. They're going to have to even go to APOC because they know that they're going to use money. They're, they're going to get their influence the election. They're trying to give themselves an out right here. It's just, it's astonishing. All right, Tammy, thank you so much. Folks, we'll see you on Thursday, I'm assuming, there at the borough assembly meeting. And I appreciate you coming on board and sharing with us today. Thank you. You have a great day. Folks, we're out of time. we got to go. Tomorrow, Brad Keithley, Chris Story, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Be kind, love one another, live well. That's some balls. That's some big, hairy brass balls when they're going, they're putting it in the ordinance saying, we know we're going to break state law right here. We know we're going to do it. And we're acknowledging it up front to give ourselves some cover for it. It's astonishing. (laughs) I mean, it's just astonishing that people are out there. Um, I just, I I just don't even know. So uh, Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Borough Assembly Building. Be yep, there. Round one. Send an round e- one. send an email to assembly at fnsb.gov or .us. Either one of them works, I think. Um, but uh, fnsb.us. If you go there, you can actually get the individual emails for each assembly members, and you could send an email to each one of them, and then show up on top of it. You might as well just do it all. Might as well. Right, just and do it, it is fnsb.gov. So you got to put .gov, okay, or you're .gov. not going to get it to them. But just go on the website, and you can just hit a button, and it'll send to all of them if you want to do the easy way. All right. Well, thanks, Tammy. Thanks. No, thank you. I mean, it's, we got a little time to get it out. So it's insane, it's isn't it? Interesting. Just insane. All right. Thank you, Tammy. We appreciate you being part of it. We'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you soon. All Bye-bye. right. Uh, okay, folks, that does it for today. Tomorrow is another one. We'll see you then. Have a great day. Go shovel. You got a shovel. I can tell you right now. terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show